Welcome back. Advice Works. Caroline Kremen joins me now for a look at the day's equity movements. Caroline, thanks so much for joining us today. Now, it's the first day of trade for the fourth quarter, and traders are still facing the same concerns, high interest rates as well as growth concerns. What are your expectations for the last quarter? And will we be seeing some cheer in the markets as we head into the festive season? Look, I think we are. I think we've had a very, very good first half. And then I think the chickens came to roost in September. You know, I think markets across the board are down about 3% um, in excess of 3% in, in, in the case of some of the indices. Um, we saw those US 10-year yields hit uh, a level not seen since 2007. Um, and then, of course, you had issues, political issues, you know, government shutdowns. Um, that is just a temporary deal um, that the can has been kicked down the road, I think, to, to November 2017. I'm sorry, November, November 17, yes. 2020. <laughs> apologies. And, um, you know, so it's just going to create... In, uh, additional political uncertainty you've got the election you know coming up there's just so many things you know in the u.s that that are riding people at the moment and i think at this point you know you are seeing consumers they're already really now starting to see the impact of inflation and of course one of those things people really don't focus on is that the student debt uh, repayments actually start again. So, you know, this is where people, you know, consumers start to get a little bit restless. So I think it's going to be a challenging quarter. Mm -hmm. Now, the state of monetary policy has kept investors on edge for quite some time. And even though policymakers are quite clear about um, rates remaining um, high uh, um, for a longer time, we do have traders always looking for some sort of comfort. I mean, we have Jerome Powell speaking today and already all eyes are on him. But surely we know what kind of tone to expect from um, Mr. Powell. But you're not going to see anything different because, you know, the Fed does not try to shock the market. So I think you hit the nail on the head. Traders, you know, the, the, you know they, they're always trying to second to guess the Fed. And, you know, I've been in the markets a bit longer. And I think the first thing you learn when, when you, you join the markets is don't fight the Fed. You know, if they say X, they're, they're probably going to do X. And higher for longer is something that they've been saying and hinting at and actually saying expressly in some speeches for, for months, you know, since the beginning of the year. Um, it does seem to be as if there's going to be at least one more rate hike. But, you know, after then, you're not out of the woods yet. It's a question that arises to when do they start mm. to, to reduce. And increasingly, that's starting to look back. It's only the second half of 2024. And, and, and I think part of that worry, that concern, did seep into the markets in September. But I don't think it's actually almost accepted university. It's like people trying to, you know, ignore ignore that this might actually be, you know, be, be, the, be the fact. I think on the good side, you know, it does seem as if the Fed is doing their job. Um, they may be able to steer, um, you know, the economy to a soft landing. Um, um, they're still looking at the inflation target of, of 2%. Um, that's not likely in the next few months, certainly. But but, you know, there, there, there's good and bad, but I think the markets have just been a little bit too optimistic about the path of interest rates and, again, volatility to follow. Let's bring it back home. We've had big company news today. There's been a shake-up in leadership at Pick and Pay. I'm always very skeptical when a CEO resigns with immediate effect. Like, is there a succession plan, a handover plan? What have you made of this move, Caroline? And is Sean Summers the right pick? Look, you hit the nail on the head. Um, you know, to me, it smacks of desperation. Mm -hmm. If you look at the numbers that came out of those results, 
you, you know, I think if they hadn't actually made, the board hadn't made that decision, there's certainly questions from analysts and investors. So they had to do something. Um, you know, the rumours first around about the financials are not, are not new. Um, you know, so, you know, I do question with the fact that they hadn't actually had a contingency plan mm. because to bring back a guy who's 70, um, he's got to move back to South Africa, who's then got to familiarise himself with the process. He hasn't been in the company since 2007, I think. I stand to be corrected. And it just, you know, it, to me, it just leads me to think that, you know, they wanted a name the market respected that, you know, the market would react positively to. But that's, you know, then I question as to what was the depth of talent in in pick and pay as 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 a whole? Because something has clearly gone wrong here. Um, you know that they're facing the same issues, and they mention it in 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 the statement as all of the other retailers. You know, the consumer is stretched. There's load shedding. There's competition. There's margin pressure. And and yet it's you know they they've gone into a last position. Okay, there are abnormal costs. I think I think one of the things that that just blew my mind every time companies come out of these types of comments, um, you know, spend nearly four hundred million rand on diesel, you know, and nearly two hundred million rand on other energy um, costs. You know, this is it really does take a bite out of a company's financials. But even if they hadn't taken that into account, they'd still be in a loss, which which shows that there's something fundamentally wrong with parts of the business and the parts of the business that. You know, seem to be going wrong. Are the pick and pay stores? You know, not not the lower end in boxer stores. And if you think back over the last few years of pick and pay, I mean, they had, um, you know, they had upgrades, upgrades to the logistics um, efforts, and it just seems as if they've just never gotten traction. And so, so there's something intrinsically wrong there. Mm-hmm. And to bring a guy back. You know, and and I can go on. I mean, I can yeah. go at the the online. You know, checkers is just okay. is just starting their lunch with sixty sixty. You know, they compare extremely late to 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 the services. So. I think we can go on and on about uh, everything that's that, happening at Pick and Pay, Caroline. Mm. Window racing, I can go on and on. Yes, definitely. <laughs> but let me just let me just cut you short yeah. there. We Window have about <laughs> we have about thirty seconds for your stock pick. What is your stock pick today? Okay. All right. It's going to be a blue chip. It's called S and P Global SPGI is the code. Um, this is the company probably familiar to South Africans that actually tends to downgrade our debt junk from time to time, but they don't <laughs> only do debt <laughs> evaluations for corporates and 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 big companies. They also produce indices and market data which they sell. That market data has got great annuity uh, revenue for them. Um, and then, you know, with interest rates possibly peaking, you know, you're going to see possibly a reissuance re- of, of some credits. So you get some, some, you know, some inflow from that. It's not cheap. Try to buy it into a downturn. But this is a blue chip um, dividend aristocrat that probably a lot of people have never really heard of. Yeah. Thanks so much for those insights, Caroline. That was Caroline Kremen from Advice Work.